And all right, all right. Hey, y'all, welcome back to another episode of I'll Have a Cup. We doing it. We on episode eight. Oh, my God. Oh, How are sorry. you feeling? I'm doing well. How are you? Blessed and highly favored. Okay, we uh-huh. trying. This, You know, that last episode, we was a little... And I definitely want to say... <laughs> Okay, the content creator is about to come out of me because we strive for perfection. We're not perfect. But if y'all heard me say I'm finna go to the restroom, pull up on our Instagram, sis. Help us out. Oh my gosh. You were stressed and pressed. Honey. I was. When I heard that, I, I heard the part where I was like, I'm going to the bathroom. I was like, that's not supposed to be there. That's not supposed to be in there. So please excuse us. Okay, we're getting better. It's all good. Um, I do want to say that someone's getting ready for a birthday. Woo woo! It'll be a national holiday, honey. You're gonna have the hose and a tizzy. No, Come on now. I'm kidding. Um, I will be. I'll be 36 on Sunday, you guys. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Um, Blessing. I will be 36. I'm How does that so feel? Ready to, I'm I'm so ready to start this new chapter. Of course, you know everyone. That's the question of the of the day on your birthday how does it feel to be and i'm like girl it's been a few hours <laughs> <laughs> i love it i'm a big are you a big birthday person see i'm so the I, i'm not a not a big per, a birthday person but i'm not like the one who has to like celebrate with like girl we're gonna have 40 dinners and all of this like my birthday is definitely a celebration i want all mm-hmm. my all the things mm-hmm. i want my time but I really enjoy just kind of like, I feel like I'm always in reflective mode around my birthday. Mm. So I kind of enjoy the, and I feel like I've, it's, it's consumed me this, this year. I don't know if it's just because I'm like 35 going to 36. So you feel like you're kind of going from mid to late 30, like I'm pushing yeah. 40, you know what I'm saying? So Literally. I think I'm just, yeah, I'm look, I ain't hating on my, my mom and daddy gave me some good genes. I just feel like this year I've been really reflective. Just, I feel like a lot has happened. Um, and I think we've talked about before where you just feel like you're living in your manifestation. So like, I feel like I'm there and now I'm trying to navigate how to move in it. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? Cause a lot has changed. A lot has changed key. When I was doing tap in, you were, you related to what I was saying about like low chill vibes and you was like same a i was like we always on the same vibration every time b i wanted to tap into that because you just hit it on the note like you're just trying to figure out where you're moving i'm just trying to figure out where i'm moving i'm like i you know i'm go with the flow i'm not trying to stop anything i'm not trying to rush anything Mm. i'm just trying to trying to navigate through the waters and um I, I I love it here because I've I've allowed myself I've kind of taken some step backs mentally to just yeah. kind of be like let it flow like let it go and I didn't realize that some of the things that I had let kind of overwhelm me that I had let them and so it's it's been really good to kind of just sit back and be like girl you've already you've done a lot like I you did a lot in the first three months of the yeah. of the year you know so it's like just chill like pour back into yourself, replenish your cup. And I think it's allowing me to, to like think more creatively. So I've been writing mm-hmm. down a lot of things. I'm just, I've been real reflective. I've I been real it. like black girl therapy. Like I feel like I'm just like in that therapeutic 
self-care, self-love, love on myself, pour into me kind of mode. And I fucking love it. Literally, I feel the same way. Like you worded it exactly what I've been feeling. And my sister brought up to me this new, I don't want to call it this new thing or phase. It's called soft life. Have mm-hmm. you heard of it? No. Um, Enlighten me. It's a lot of videos on YouTube right now about, from what I've been seeing, women just going towards a softer lifestyle. Again, we all have different perspectives, but a soft life is is basically what you said. Like you're not rushing anymore to try to, it's like less chasing and more mm-hmm. attracting. Yeah. That's what I gathered from it. Like I'm just literally flowing. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of feeling like it has to be this, it has to be that. Because essentially as a content creator, speaking at that specific group of people. Um, so every time that I've, I've been researching it a lot, just like how to live that lifestyle, letting things flow. And I'm like, damn, maybe I should create a YouTube video on this. So I'm like, you hear people talk about it, but you don't really see them actually living it out. We should do a live. I think that'd be so dope on a soft life. Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to be, you see, I've kind of like taken a step back myself on creating content or just how I'm going about the content, because I feel like that thing was just taking over for me. It was just taking over me. And I, I definitely concur. Um, I feel like too, that's why I was saying I was, I didn't realize how some things just like overwhelm me and kind of, not that I shut down, but like that fast paced growth, it just is like, it was so unexpected. And then you try your hardest to be like, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing, but the numbers are different. And so like, Mm. you, we always talk about, it's not a whole numbers game, but it's like, now it's like you feel like there's a spotlight because it's like I was a little bit smaller and I had a little bit smaller of a spotlight and so now it's like trying to just revert my mind back to you're enough you're doing enough you're good like you doing the right things and just not overworking it like you know what I'm saying like I'm just trying to I'm trying to get me a little content creating a little schedule going or something just to like get back in the rhythm of it because that's the other side of it. I do also realize that not doing it as much is also like- It takes like away. It, it does, like it's it's my thing. And so my husband pointed it out to me too. He's just like, cause it's it's become our thing in the sense of his mm. his, his help. So it's like, it's, it's his creative release as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, I'm learning that. Like I'm learning how, how truly this is my creative release, but at the same time, I don't have to like pour so much of it, you know, myself into. it's like, there has to be a balance. We, we got it together. <laughs> we had to do a little pep talks and like re- mental resets and everything. And I'm good now. Like I'm in a much, a much better place and I'm just ready to kind of like do that. And I also, this is gonna sound so stupid and crazy y'all, but I was so ready to get rid of those braids. Like y'all saw, like I was just- I saw your stories, why? I was, I don't know. I was uh, like, one, I hated, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't know what it was, but I could tell the install was off. And so up close, mm. the braids looked fine, but it was like, she used too much product. So it caused more buildup. And like, I can see all of that every yeah. day. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? So like, for me, it's like, I feel self-conscious, like just to myself, not whatever, whatever. So it was like, I don't know. Like I didn't feel like myself. And it's crazy because I took them down last couple of nights and I just put this on to like, come in and do this. And I was just like, bitch you yourself again like you, you feel like you like, I feel like me again I'm about to like I gotta get my hair like washed and shampooed and all of that trim so that's my like you're literally myself. like my vibrational sister you saw I was like really having a breakdown about my hair 
And yes. y'all telling me don't cut it, cut it. Like I really don't feel myself right now. Like I'm, it's hard because I'm I'm in my thirties and all I keep hearing my mother saying, your hair's not gonna grow the same if you keep cutting it, you keep cutting it. But I don't feel like Shazam with my and, afro. And it's a thing. I think it really it, that you that you have to you have to go ahead and like check that out. I only had these braids and it was like barely a month key. That was like early. I was shocked. I was like, already? You and again, I was like, in. they have to go. Like it was literally, I felt like it was bringing my energy down. Like I just didn't, oh. I didn't even feel like I wanted to like really keep creating content and putting it out just because I was just kind of like, mm. I feel you. I, I just, I'm not feeling this. So I, I feel like it comes across in my content. I don't like that. So I honestly, and it sounds like, again, I'm, y'all are probably going to be like, girl, that's no. so silly. But at the same time, it really it was really affecting me it's real like i was i've been telling my sisters like well i guess i can air it out now shit i'm definitely gonna cut my hair do it but you know i told you i was like whatever you decide because that it's just one of those things Mm. and i know like i've seen i've seen a lot of things because that you know the real that's going around right now is the whole like what what's not approved i've seen so many where people are like wigs and weaves are not approved what's oh, not approved is it like where they all have all these things that they all these things yeah okay. and it's like it's not my thing it's not mm-hmm. approved by me that's the audio for it but girl i was like i'm so ready to bring my wig back like i've never worn a wig because i had my little tracks glue days i was like i was the, the glue girl back in i the did day. have tracks back in the day honey but i don't i don't even own a wig a half a wig none of that and i'm like i need to explore now and my sister worded it so right she was like you kind of just outgrew your hair didn't you like I when I became natural I was like in my early 20s and this is mm-hmm. everybody was getting natural and I've explored I've had different colors and now I'm like I want to feel sexy I want to feel confident and it doesn't make me feel confident anymore I think you should just and it that means it's time yeah and that's why even though we do polls and you ask people's opinion at the end of the day it is it's mine do what my do what it's gonna work for you yeah so yeah like I had a couple people being like girl you just got those braids in like when I did that story mm-hmm. they still look good and I felt like you because a few like my neighbor girl even was like I love your braids and I'm just like <laughs> girl I hate these damn braids <laughs> shut up no I'm just kidding but that's how like you're just like really yeah. Now y'all want to give me some compliments? Seriously, but... when y'all said that, I mean, I went outside your hair, your hair, your hair. <laughs> y'all sit your asses and I appreciate you, but I don't want to hear that shit. I don't right want to hear that shit out. So when I need some like wig tips, Rhea, I'm calling you because Call me. Look, out. I can try to give you something. I don't know how to do all that lace front, glue in and all of that. <laughs> That's real though. But real. I can, I love a little naturally curly wig, honey. And I love Big Red. So. What's her name? Does she have a name? She, this is Big Red. Big Red, yeah. Big, she's red, and I love her. My son is a redhead. Mm-hmm. He really, <laughs> thank you. He really loves the fact that mommy can have red hair like him. Oh, that was the main reason why I got this color wig. A lot of people just think I was like, oh, I was just experimenting. No, he was about to go to school, and you know how kids are these days. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I want him to because my dad has red hair, but at the yeah, time, I think he's like he older. He your granddad. He does. He does. He looks like his my uh, my dad, his grandfather, and everything. But I just was like, let me just try to find something that is relatable to him. And when I tell you, he like it was like his eyes the day that he saw me in it just were like, "Mommy, your hair looks like mine. Your hair is red like mine." And I was like, "See representation. Oh, Kids really God. do care. They, they do." do. 
they care. He loved when I had my red braids last summer. Girl, really? he's real. Yes, I love it. So if nothing else, and Matt loves it too. So come on, man. What did he think about the last episode? Yeah, he liked it, girl. He loved it. He really did. He was like, "That was one of y'all's best episodes." Y'all know Matt, my husband, is AKA the the producer over here. We gotta, <laughs> we can't pay him yet though, so he ain't on the no. roster all the way. But we only got a dollar. We only got a dollar. <laughs> I think we moved up to two. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive into today's episode. We are tapping into some dating. It's juicy. This is exciting. Our last episode, we touched on it a bit. Re, you shared how you met Matt, which was so beautiful manifestation oh, at its you. finest and i guess i mean if you've been listening for a while then you guys know that Ree's happily married and i'm happily single so we hey. we share so many similarities and we were like let's talk about the dating world you know this is always a broad subject but i feel like it'll be great to like tap into back in the day back in the days when i was young not a kid anymore some days i really wish i was no. like a Let's go. Energy has changed so much from, again, back then till now. So this will be a two-part series. We're going to trickle in back in the day. And then the second part would be currently, what is it like dating now? Shit show. That's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) What is your fondest moment before meeting Matt? Where was your mindset? Really? I was not someone who dated like a lot of different people mm-hmm. I, I kind of was like the girl who would get in the relationship and kind of stay with the guy and then we break up and then y'all still talk and then y'all kind of get back together it was kind of like that I wouldn't say like today's word would probably be toxic you know that's the whole like you keep going back type of thing but I think then it was just you were young it was puppy love you know what I'm saying you all knew each other we met at school you mm-hmm. meet at church because I met Matt, y'all, you guys, if y'all didn't know, when I was 17. So I think most of the relationships, I can say honestly before then, I can I can truly say were just like, in hindsight, was just puppy love, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think my mindset back then was just more sort of have fun. Like, I really didn't take it so serious. Like, now I didn't want you cheating on me and all of that stuff, fighting out, right. that kind of stuff. I feel like I was definitely a late bloomer. Or... Just in like, as, as far as appearance or as far as what? I think everything, well, not parents. I was fly. I'm always Okay, honey. <laughs> when it came to boys, literally like maybe a junior or senior is when I really got serious about like, like I'd say same as you, 17, 17, 18 on just toying with that idea. I feel like when we look at today's world, like puppy love, does that thing even exist anymore? Like that was... Puppy love was staying on the phone all night. So like all night, falling asleep up. on the phone. But it was just that thing of like, it felt, it felt more traditional it's, back in the day. And it felt right back in the day. Like it just felt good to kind of like, it felt like that person like really cared, I guess. Back, like, cause you're yes. like, oh, we're just chilling. Like you would literally just sit on the phone with me till I fall asleep. Okay. And I can, I can honestly say even in mine and Matt's earlier part of our relationship, it was that it was very much like it's not like I mean we were 17 I was 17 he was 21 Mm -hmm. 
I was a mature 17. I feel like he was definitely a mature 21 year old male back in the day. But yeah, like, I mean, you can add, there's, I could tell you all a ton of funny stories, but I was definitely the girl that was falling asleep on the phone. I think he thought that some points that I wasn't as interested because that's just what I was. I was so young. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Four years difference too is a big, it's not four a years. huge eight, four years. So mm-hmm. I don't, it's, it's not a huge age gap, but at the same time, like when you're in that 17, 21 you know like he could go out clubbing he could drink I couldn't so it was it was different back then I had um my first boyfriend and we were together for four years and he was he he was four years older than me too why are we like this older dudes okay yeah I don't know there's something about him (laughs) again that like that's like that high school sweetheart energy Mm -hmm. but when I think back to like now you know hitting school years Mm -hmm. and now we're really exposed to different type of guys like after that first high school sweetheart you think that's it that's mm-hmm. your one and all oh and then you break up and then you're, uh, like, you're like what is life oh my god girl you're like fuck everything i can't live my life is girl. over who's he dating now <laughs> listen and back back in my day I, so i'm four years older than key mm-hmm. so i feel like there's even there's a little i would say that there's probably a little bit of difference just because like when I started really dating, girl, people were still writing. No, there wasn't, we weren't texting. There were no cell phones. And the like, paper. You had pen, paper. You was passing notes in the hallway. You was asking your friend, praying your friend wasn't reading your note as she gave, gave Pray your, your mama little, wasn't listening to your conversation. I had, you know, I collected my note. Like I kept a, a drawer of my note. I literally, when I tell you my dad just cleaned out the drawer, he was like, why are you saying, I'm throwing all of this away he was like he was like you don't even know what's in this drawer I was like let me just come over and look because I'm that girl so I went over there girl I was like what was you going through I don't know one of my little ex-boyfriends girl tried to write something about he was feeling like Donnell Jones and I can't even think <laughs> it's not what he's supposed sir like you're just thinking back like you where wrote I that wanna be where I you go home where you and then be? like four months later that's what I'm talking about him and I was dating again. That's what I'm just saying. Like it's such a. I think that is so cool. You saved those letters, though. Oh yeah, they're gone now. I was like, hold on, Daddy, don't throw them away just yet. <laughs> Let me see what's in there. But I had friends from old. I had notes from old boyfriends, friends. Like it was just a, you know that. I miss that. Do you? You know what? Is there any? Like, what do you miss about dating as when you were younger versus dating now? I miss the excitement. I miss the excitement of guys just cared more. Granted, we were young, but it was, it just felt like an innocence where it didn't feel like they were preying on you. Mm-hmm. And maybe that could have been because I didn't have as much experience, mm-hmm. but it just felt like I'm interested to get to just genuinely get to know you. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like back then guys asked more questions or, um, just was interested in and knew like, okay, I'm going to take you out. Like the initial thing to do is to take you out. But there was just a way of like, you're a girl, you're a lady. Let me take you out. I'm going to do the things that a guy is supposed to do. I definitely can second that. Mm Because I will say even in those young relationships, it was like Valentine's Day was a big thing. And they made sure, you know, you had your teddy bear and they made like you, they wanted to, to show off that they were like, going hard for their girl just yes. as much as 
the girl wanted it at the same time and so I do I definitely remember that in Christmas gifts like I got really they for to be like 14 15 16 because they went all out they did I remember girl one of my exes got me some necklace and he had it like hidden around this teddy bear and I was just of course now I'm older and I'm like (laughs) that was probably not the most expensive neck you you realize things at the time you were just like oh my god he would spend this money on me you know seriously yeah. my ex had got me Betty Boop was popping at that time and Ooh. I was like I want this Betty Boop bag baby <laughs> for Valentine's Day okay I had first of all we had a little hotel room okay <laughs> roses on the bed don't let my mama hear this episode y'all <laughs> don't tell mama King so, rose petals the Betty Boop bag I wanted I, it was like you you were proud to be in a relationship mm-hmm. it felt good to be in a relationship and mm-hmm. y'all was just flowing I think quote me if I'm wrong I feel like there were more long-lasting relationships even if it was like a high school or it was more long-term than just like short dating lifestyle than what it is now and that's what I meant when I said like I didn't date a lot because it was like mm-hmm. the one person that I went which is ironic and 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 Matt will not care but my ex's name was Matt so when I first met <laughs> wow. when I first met Matt like just to, if you've watched the last episode you'll you'll kind of hear what our story was but mm-hmm. when I first met him girl and he told me his name he, he asked me my name girl he wrote my name down wrong put my name in his phone wrong called me Marissa I was like who the hell is Marissa <laughs> hold on he said L-A-R-I-S-S-A yeah but he did it it was with the M so it was he had he thought my name was Marissa because so he wrote my name I was like that is not my name. I remember like, I was like, well, that was after we had talked a couple of times. He was like, I thought your name was it. Boy, get my name right in that phone. But anyway, when he told me his name was Matt, I was like, ugh. Like I literally was like, and he was like, what was that? Cause well, again, we're in a crowded party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nothing is cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're young. Yeah. So it was just like, ill. Like, cause it was, that was literally my ex right before him. And the, me and him, had dated like off and on from like middle school up through high school until I was really like, you know, like I'm just done with you type of thing. Right. But that's what I mean by when you say long lasting, even back yeah. then it, it really was like, or if you all did, we broke up. When I tell you me and him broke up like so many times, it wasn't, I promise you all, it wasn't what you would consider toxic. It was just literally like, you liked other people. I kind of, it was the same for me. Like you kind of, it's, you just wanted to see what else was out there. And then you met Matt yeah I met this Matt (laughs) I met I met that's numero one Matt that's my only Matt that's my heart and I met him but yeah he's and I mean we live in a small city like I said so they've we've been you know after that I went to college I graduated and then I went to the University of Louisville and so we would be at parties like Matt would come on campus my Matt would come on campus and by the time he made it to campus or whatever, like we would see him and stuff like that. And girl, mm-hmm. like he would try it. You know what I'm saying? And I have yeah. to let Matt, like my Matt know, like, hey, like, bro, you grown, grown. Like, you don't need, like, we don't need them problems. Let, let, yeah. it, let it just be what it's going to be. And we did. It was cool. So there was never any crazy stories or anything like that between them two. But because we live in a small city and they knew we, of each other. Yeah, they, they kind of like he would, he saw him like, I'll be like that that's my ex and that that was that looking back like what is one thing you miss with you and Matt you know building that foundation just like 
are there any things that come to mind, like big or small things that you missed, like when you were like, you know, building your relationship back then? I would say the only thing that I missed is probably happened more so after kids, not necessarily prior, like I would say after Carter. It's just the spontaneity of it all. Like I, we love to just kind of be spontaneous because you could just get up and go. You could just do whatever you wanted to do. And so one thing I miss is just our ability to, on a random weekend, be like, you want to go to Gatlinburg? Like you want to go to such and such? And you just Mm -hmm. go. And so it was spontaneous. And that, and not to say that we don't have fun now or it's not exciting now, but it's more planned. Um, So I really love, I really love like not surprises, but just spontaneous things mm-hmm. like that just boop, like, oh, we're going to do this. And like, we just randomly thought of this, but now it's like, you got to plan it. You got to get a babysitter. You got to beg my mom, like, mama, can you just watch them for two nights <laughs> at least, you know? So it's, it's that part. I feel like, I mean, as a single person, well, thinking about how the viewpoint of marriage was back in the day to what it is now. There's okay. a lot of uncertainty out here. Marriage was like the thing that you wanted to do back then. Like, of course, I used to say, yeah, by 30, I'll be married and have kids. Like, mm-hmm. that was considered old. Mm-hmm. Of course, the world was so much different back then. I aspire to do that. And I feel like I've, I've talked about this in the previous episode, that I wanted that last year. Like, I was really pushing for that, going hard for that. And when I just think about this conversation, I'm like, damn, back in the day, that was even like something that society put upon us. It wasn't top priority for me. Mm-hmm. It was something that, like I've said before, I don't think that marriage or having children, to be honest with you, was like at the top of my priority list. Of course, we were a lot younger. And so I think even Matt at a per- at a point had a different view on marriage because I think, you know, he was, you know, you're young and you're kind of like when you get married, there's no more sex. There's, you know, there's, it's dry and it's not as fun and all of this. So I think just as a young male, he had those thoughts, but as a young woman, one, I was really, I was a focused kid, like a student Mm -hmm. type of thing. So I was like, I'm going to school and yeah, I had fun and I broke rules and all of that, but it was like marriage was on top of my list. Like I knew I didn't want to be popping up pregnant and caught like, it was just, I had those Mm -hmm. type of values. Like there were certain things that I knew I wasn't going to do but at the same time I wasn't rushing like you gotta marry me after two years and like my dad was very much so because Matt and I look let me spill the, we're gonna spill a little tea we just might as well spill it <laughs> Matt and I started living together I think I may was not been 19 going on 20 when we moved into our first apartment together so we were and we've lived together ever since we're young we were super young and I remember I was so scared key like I wrote my dad a letter because I was living with my mom I had moved off campus after my first year, moved back in with my mom and I was about to move out from my mom. About a year after that, I moved out from my mom and was going to move in with him. So I wrote my dad a letter like, you know, this is what I'm doing because my dad's very traditional. And so I was just like, this is what I'm doing. And I hope you're still going to love me. And if it doesn't work out, I hope you just let me come home. Like it's my life type of thing. And I did it. And so my dad was just like, you know, who's going to buy the cow when you can't get the milk for free and all this. So he was very kind of like that. I'm just saying he's very kind of conservative in the sense of like, but I think he's also a man. So he's looking at it like you all are young, you you know, and he's probably afraid like y'all going to be living together. You're going to get pregnant. You're in college, like all these things. But I like, I was like, no, I have, I did. One thing I did have was my head on straight, like about those types of things. 
I ain't having no babies. Mm-hmm. I ain't doing all of that. Like I, I didn't even want kids. So mm-hmm. it was like very important for us to like not do those things. And then we didn't get engaged for until we had been together for six years. So that's why I say we had a fun, we just were living yeah. life. We just lived. And I feel like those things naturally occurred when they were supposed to, because there was a point where he, his mind shifted and you know, things changed for him. And he was like, I could spend the rest of my life with her. And I remember telling him like, you know, if you're going to propose, like, this is how I would, if you're going to propose to me, don't do all that till after I graduate from college, because I want to be able to get done with school. I don't want to be thinking about weddings and thinking about all that. So I wasn't like in my late twenties and, and going through that experience. I was young. It wasn't something, we just wanted to have fun, go to parties, hang out, spend the night, you know, at each other's places, eventually got, you know, apartment together and lived our lives. I definitely had my fun. Had fun. Early 20s. It was it was light. Being open to meeting different people. And mm-hmm. I spent my early 20s in New York. So I'm like meeting a whole Everybody, different like, of people. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. But it's it was also had its challenges. When you're open to dating, you have to like, you can't be so naive. You mm-hmm. also have to be wise about who you're spending your time with. You gotta protect your heart at the same time because mm-hmm. a lot of people gonna feed you with a lot of things and they don't mm-hmm. really need anything. So for me, it was definitely about exploring. And I can't like stress enough, early twenties, explore. Like have a good time. Definitely. It is so important to meet different people. Explore what you're feeling. If you are curious, listen, try some things, check it off your list. And if you know that you don't like it, don't do it again, but it'd be like, hey, at least I know. I've tried it and now I know. I tried it. I love that. What really got me when I went to New York, online dating apps. It's so interesting. I came across this really cool article that um did you know like dating apps have been around since like the early 70s really <laughs> the 70s okay what? So well how were they doing that it's a, an article on stacker that we found it's called 25 ways dating has changed in the last 50 years the way it worked was the clients would pay three dollars oh lord and mail in an answer sheet for a paper survey containing 150 questions 75 what of the questions the was about themselves and 75 was about their ideal love match. 75 questions about my ideal love match. I'm glad they've been able to narrow the the, the pool on that. Because girl, could you imagine trying to sign up for, for match.com now trying to answer all of the questions? Look, I don't know. I give up. Okay, so in 1965, a pair of Harvard students, Jeff Tarr and Vaughn Morrow, created the first computer-based ma- matchmaking service. So that was the first matchmaking service. Okay. And then they would answer their massive questions on a computer and would like identify if they were ideal matches. Okay, Key, with the history. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm so intrigued. I feel like we hear so much negativity about dating. Well, we all want love, like let's call it what it is. We all want that companion. We all want that foundation. And you know, I'm gonna get real deep on my vibrational energies that what we're putting out there, how do how do we receive it if we're like closed off to it? Mm-hmm. You know, why not trickle back to like, damn, what is missing then, back then versus now? And I thought that that was so interesting. So when I started getting into the online dating world, <laughs> Lord. Do you I'm remember so... your first online date? So I was definitely using Tinder. 
Child, okay. I even went as far as made a YouTube channel called Tinderella because I was on so many Tinder. I okay, Tinderella. <laughs> I found it like exciting and cool to like, A, I'm in New York. I have this freeing spirit. And just to meet guys, no strings attached. Let's see where things can go. My mm. first guy, we were having such a good time. Like we were like bar hopping and he was a little quirky, which was, mm. I'm like, all right, it's all good. But he like made up this whole lie to like hold my hand, this whole story. And I was like, I felt weird. I was like, so wait, he's like, wait, we got to hold hands. And I was like, are you lying? And then he just started busting out laughing. I said, so you created like an entire story, an entire story to like hold my damn hand. And at that point I was like, mm, okay, I'm good. Like what, what did he, so I mean, you don't have to give us the gritty, but what did, what was like, what did he say? You ever like been in front of somebody and they're giving you a story spot on, like in their head point blank. And it's just coming out like, but like flat out lying. And I was like, mm -hmm. this just sound crazy. Like some, I can't even remember it. But I who can't. was doing all of that? Why didn't he just say uh, a clown, <laughs> a clown? Because if you have to go to that extent to hold my hand, you lame. Like that should be. It's so lame. It should be. You are lame. Like who's like, doing yeah, that? I, mean, I had one guy that we were having such a great date. Again, like we didn't got. We went to the bodega. That that's the thing that you do in Brooklyn. You go to the bodega. You get like a hot sandwich, a hot turkey sandwich. We went out to dinner. We went dancing. We got a hot turkey sandwich. And then, okay, at the end of the night, like, all right, I made the decision to go back to his house. Mm -hmm. But as we're walking to his house, my sister calls me. It's probably like 12, 1230. He gets upset that he doesn't believe it's my sister calling. I was like, do you want to see the call log? Like, first of all, I don't even feel the Girl, need. Girl, that's a red flag. <laughs> red flag. Flag on the play. And his temper showed it all. So I just stopped at the corner. I was like, you can continue. I'm going to take a cab home. Oh yeah, because you're a liar. I was like, trauma.com. What are you right. talking about? And my sister- I don't know you. you. Like, what are you talking about? This is when it starts trickling down on dating. <laughs> because the excitement is gone. All of the puppy love is out the window. And you know, being in my 20s, I'm now as a single woman, I'm like, oh, there's some guys out here that haven't dealt with their own shit. Yeah. And sometimes they're going to project that on you, which isn't fair at all. But that's when I started like changing up how I was going to behave on dates. Because Did you recognize that at the time, though. No, I, I was going to say, because I feel like we know a whole lot more now about like projecting and you have mm -hmm. unhealed trauma and, and I get all, and I, I totally, I, I identify, I agree and I get it yeah. all. But like back in the day, you was just like, this motherfucker crazy. You crazy. <laughs> you know, you crazy straight up. That's it. And it's just like, so it, I just wondered if you really were, if you really felt like, you know, he's dealing with some unhealed trauma or were you no. back in, the, in your twenties, you was just like, I'm crazy. crazy, but gotta go. Okay, go. that was it. You didn't hit me up. I didn't hit you up. We continue living our lives. But for me, then I just, it was more so work for myself and be like, all right, Key, because back in the day, as a girl, when you're going out on a date, you want to impress. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure, you know, for me, I had a rude. I would not eat spaghetti or I didn't eat wings. Okay. Because of course they are both like, they can be messy foods. Mm -hmm. 2022 you can let me pop away okay <laughs> i 
I used to, you you just wanted to impress and you weren't really showcasing who you really are as are. a person. And after like so many failed dates, I was like, fuck that. The next person that I'm going out on a date with, you're just going to get to see me. I don't mm -hmm. have no reason to impress you because we tend to forget like we work hard every single day to like please ourselves and to be ourselves. Mm -hmm. Why am I working extra hard to be someone I'm not in front of you? I'm hungry. Okay. Thank you. Do you remember your first date with Matt? I do. We went to the movies. All right. Which I watch. Girl, the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> 75. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> it was one too many. It was, it was, girl, I fell asleep on the movie. All these, I, I thought for years, this man didn't know that I fell asleep on our first date. And then one day, I don't remember how it came up, but I was like, did you know that I felt like, I think I may have said it or something like he was like, I've been knowing this whole time. Damn, you never said anything. <laughs> Girl, that movie was so long. I'm not really into that type of a sci-fi movie like I'm yeah. not a Lord of the Rings girl I'm not a Star Wars girl like it I'm just not that girl um but you know it's your first date he you know we've gone to the movies tr very traditional so I went girl but I fell asleep that was really it I don't I don't I want to say we didn't even go to dinner or anything he picked me up from the, my parents house we went to the movies that was around the corner and I think we just came home I really don't think, I think, I don't think it was much more than that, to be honest. The movies were such a thing. Oh my God. A lot went down in the, in the movie theater, in the movie theater, child. I wasn't that bad in the movie theater. I wasn't too bad. I wasn't honestly either, but I just feel like it was a lot going on. Yeah. That was as a like, teenager. That was that's kind of, that was like a hangout spot for sure. Mm -hmm. Back in the day. I think it was also a hangout spot for teenagers prior to the panorama happening too i feel like once mm -hmm. the panorama happened i feel like the movies now it's just kind of like you better come out on something on a platform because nobody's really going to the movies anymore no not at all i mean i wouldn't say i'm a i feel like i'm getting more into being a movie buff but it wasn't really a thing i would do before the pandemic that was our thing. Okay. I would say definitely as a younger couple too. And it didn't even have to be going to movies. We just love movies. Back then you had actual, um, you could go and rent a movie you, from mm -hmm. like Blockbuster. 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 We also had Hollywood. I think it was Hollywood videos or something yes. here. And so we would rent movies, go rent movies, go back to the crib, watch movies. So movies have, I think, always been our thing. Both of us really love scary movies too. Mm -hmm. So movies have always been like a, a, a thing for us but even for us I would say one post Carter we didn't really go to like I, I know I always say we, we have a BC before Carter period and then we have a an after Carter period but yeah we would I, we love the movies key I, I love that I love your dating app stories though it I'm was, sorry no like, it's crazy my first date with my ex was to the movies too we did more of a double date okay like, that was the thing back then you went to the movies like where else were you going to go you know and we went to the the movies and my mom god <laughs> you know when you're like getting dressed and she's just like looking you up and down like like girl, you gonna you, wear that yeah are you sure you sure this is what you want to do <laughs> you know and i'm like bye i'm out of here i remember my my outfit 
to the movie. He remembers my outfit to the movie. We talk about this type of shit all the time. I yes. I was wearing Tommy back in the day, y'all. So I had on a Tommy. I remember my little Tommy Hilfiger sweater. Girl, I was cream. I thought I was, I was so little. I thought I was the shit, honey. <laughs> Couldn't tell me nothing on that first date. Oh my god! They probably still do have like the best skinny jeans, mm-hmm. and I had like this brown polka dot dress, which I turned into a shirt mm-hmm. with like these white shoes. And this is when I would wear my hair permed, and it was just nice. And he was a little gangster. He was like, oh, he was like, no, okay, you know, he was a little little thug back in the day. That's thug. what I like. I was looking at the futures back in the day. Look, have you evolved? <laughs> Are you allowed to evolve, King? <laughs> yes, I am, and I have. Okay, that was real cute back in the day. But what about any of your your friends? Like, have they like? Do you know any of your friends that have tried dating apps? I think I, I have one. I don't think that she had the best experiences. I think one that I knew that she used was like Plenty of Fish. I feel like I don't know a lot about the different ones, but she was like, girl, this is a no. She was like, I had to delete that off of my phone and everything. So I feel like I don't know enough, but yeah, she had, she met a couple of guys off of Plenty of Fish, I believe. (laughs) And I feel like Plenty of Fish is like the main one that you hear about on, um, oh, Catfish. Let me tell you, let me tell you. The people are always on Plenty of, on Plenty of Fish. One thing, and I I don't want to like, single ladies don't come for your girl but don't lie and say that you haven't at least tried one one of every freaking um dating app plenty of fish is overwhelming af is it it is so much going on on this app <laughs> sometimes i really feel like i'm showing my ass right now by like show it <laughs> because there's okay cupid okay cupid i started if we're in 2022, I still lived in New York. So this was like 2016, 2017. It was nothing like of what it is today. Mm-hmm. They had like an entire questionnaire that you can ask, which will match your percentage up with different men. And then like, hey, this is your ideal match. Okay. There was coffee meets bagel. Coffee meets bagel. You actually had to like buy some coffee beans. <laughs> what the fuck? Buy some coffee beans to meet someone. Of course, plenty of fish. And I actually have a story where I, I worked at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York. I would tell my coworker all of my dating stories. She'd be like, Kiara, what do you do this weekend? Like, she was Dominican. I was my girl. Okay. She's like, what are you doing? What did you do? Because I would like have girls be like, what the hell you do this weekend? Because you had, you did it. You did it. I did. Right. Baby, I had one day where I had three dates in one day. One for me, if you want to. Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. This said, is we're going to trial and error this shit out. This is the exploratory stage. Like you're supposed to have fun. I agree. I planned it out and baby, it was a good time. <laughs> and I told her, you should try it. Go on a dating app. I gave her like all the safety tips. Even if when I tell you about it, try all these things. Child, she met her husband on there. What? And she now has two kids. I love <laughs> the plot. Yup. And we talked about that to this day. And I'm like, oh my God, because she knew what she wanted. I uh-huh. said, she will always say, I want a relationship. I want kids. I said, well, then why don't you try plenty of fish? It was nothing of what it was back then, uh-huh. what it is now. And they are together. She met another Dominican guy. Like, I love that though. Co-worker. I think I've met a few coworkers that said that they met online. 
but mm-hmm. I felt like they, you know, they were co- like they were weird. Like the person <laughs> that I worked with was weird. So then it, it kind of gives you that vibe of like, are all y'all weird on there? You know, but yeah, I love that though. It's trial and error. It's um, that's the world that we're that we're gearing into. Of course, if you can find a guy nowadays that can like come up to you and say, "What's up?" You're lucky because back then it was that was what they all that's what they did. See, that's how I met him. That's how yeah. I met Matt. He literally just rolled up on me. You that's remember like leaving the house with your pen and your paper just in case? Yes, <laughs> I just remember it all. I mean, I don't, I guess that's just like, I'm so unfamiliar with dating in yeah. the new age because it's like, I'm dating my spouse, but we've been like, we grew up together. So it's like, it's just a whole different dynamic, but yeah, he definitely walked up on me. Of you two growing together. That's like, what, what has changed? We have married women listening. We have the single ladies listening. Like what has changed that you've noticed from way back then to now? If you can think of one thing. Hmm. I feel like so much has changed. I feel like the main thing that has changed, I'll speak on me personally, is that I I speak up now. Like I I understand the importance of, and I know it's going to sound so cliche, but of that communication, I was like, I've said before, I'm an internalizer. I'm someone who I do not really like confrontation. Like I'm really someone who would just rather like, I don't want to fight about it. I don't want to argue. So let me just be quiet. Like, I just want this to be done. But just having that open and honest communication, um, again, like after, I would say after having a child and really having to express like what I needed to kind of feel just normal, just feel Mm -hmm. like, or just needing help or, you know, because you go through that, like, you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be super mom and I'm supposed to be super woman and all of these different things. But I think communication would probably be the biggest thing that I would say that changed and changed for the better. Um, and the way that we communicated with each other, because when you're younger, you know, it's like your tempers flare, you say things that are not as not, and you just kind of like mad at each other for a while and you just move on. But now it's more like consciously, like not doing that. Don't tear each other down. Like, like not doing things that you would do when you're, when you're younger, just because you're young and you don't know saying what hurts my feelings, saying like, just talking mm-hmm. is really what I would say. Which and is a lot so of, difficult. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. And I think people think that like when certain things happen in your life, like, oh, I get, I'm getting married and now I'm going to be a wife and all of these things are going to change. I can honestly say that we were already in a place like prior to getting married where we were operating like a married couple. And I know you see a lot of things now where it's like, and maybe the caliber of men have also changed. So I'll say that. But where it's like, don't do wife duties for, you know, boyfriends and all of this type of stuff. But it really did set the foundation for like what we were going to like. I told like I would tell people there's not going to be that much that's going to change out. us. like we've grown a lot We because we were eight. What by the time we got married, we had been together for almost eight years because I think we got engaged at six years. We got married two years after we got engaged. So. You know, I was, we were living together. I was cooking. I was doing all of that stuff, but it was like, we literally were a part. We were already doing all of those things. So I didn't want to, and and this is where I think some people differ. It's like, I didn't want to get married and feel like now I have to become a Mm -hmm. wife. It's like, I just want to still be myself that, and now I am a wife. But along the way, I've learned that it's not necessarily about 
changing who you are. It's just finding ways to work within the dynamic, like in your marriage. I was going to say, every marriage is going to be different. Like to To me, step into it. I think it is a, it's a conscious decision to not like, I don't think that, I think that some people think like, now I'm a wife and I have to cook and I have to clean and I have to do this and I have to be this way. And I really don't think that you should go into a marriage with that mindset. Mm. You, you just need to go into it to me with an open mindset. Like if this is the person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, I need to be prepared to go through the ups, the downs. And like I said, Matt's four years older than me. Like he would tell me, he's like, by the time we got married, he was like, you know, everyone, like, I don't care about your looks. I don't care about all of this. He's like, I'm, I'm looking all the way to the future. He's like, I'm going to love you when I have to be changing. I mean, he would tell me the changing, if I have to change your dirty diapers as an old woman, that's how, like, I, I'm looking that far ahead into the future. And that kind of like, you were like, oh shit. Like, cause you know, mm-hmm. I'm just living by day to day, honey. Like we're just flowing through this thing. You have to have that level of communication so that you all can make it work. And so I think that's the, the, that was a huge adjustment, but in the beginning, I think before kids, you can, you can keep it light when maybe you're younger. I don't know. Like, that's what I always feel like. I don't know if I would say all of these things to my 30 year old self, if I were single, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I feel like your priorities in your thirties change. So like the fact that we grew up together, it's like, our priorities kind of change together because we made the commitment that we're going to be together no matter what. So as I've changed, he's had to adapt to how I've changed. As he's changed, exactly. I've had to adapt to how he's changed. And it's being okay with that. And it's saying like, you know, I'm not that person anymore. Do you still like this? Because this is, this is who I'm going to be. And it's it's not to say that the core part of you isn't the same, but you change. You Like people are always changing. They're, you're growing or you should be to me is what's so different about dating that I see and and everyone wants this perfection everyone's like I'm healed I want a healed person and now we're going to be healed together and there's not going to be any conflict but that's a lie (laughs) that's That's not gonna that is not gonna happen because you are still like you said you're human and you still have emotions and you still have things that are going to make you tick and you're still going to take things out on them on accident that happened from work and you let it carry over into your it's going to happen you're not perfect and so what just understanding that mm-hmm. and with that we will trickle on to the next episode Ooh. um definitely tap in with us then um next episode part two some dating um happened to re and keith spills the tea <laughs> let me find out we growing up in the world Okay, we are growing up. We growing in these podcast streets. Y'all can't tell us nothing. Okay, what is the tea of the week? So, Gia and DJ Envy. First of all, I recently just saw her podcast on lip service, which was really good. She's dope AF. I just love, Mm -hmm. I love her demeanor, the way she just Mm -hmm. walks with confidence. So, what she shared with everyone, I thought this was good to like correlates with our topic today. So Gia Casey admitted that she's faked orgasms for a decade relationship. A whole decade, sis. Was it every time? When she was on the podcast, yeah, she didn't really specify, but she went into like not wanting him to feel bad. What are your thoughts? A whole decade. Did you fake an orgasm for a whole decade? Not a whole decade, not without <laughs> saying it until just now. My God, like. Cause I feel like, so 
again, I feel like I was a baby when I met him. What I will say is you get older, Mm -hmm. you learn more about your body. Mm -hmm. If you like, I feel like you should, at least let me just start there. You have to know what you like in order to tell somebody what to do that you like to get you there type of a thing. So I think in the beginning, it was just kind of like willy nilly, not to say that neither one of us knew what we were doing, but it wasn't, we weren't going into it. Like, this is what I like. This is what you like. You're just kind of like, you know, doing Mm -hmm. it. But as we've gotten older, I think you just, again, we grew and it was like, I know what I like. I know what's going to get me there every single time. So if you do this every single time, (laughs) we're going to be good every single time. I can honestly say I've never faked and like not like that like not to that extent now you know sometimes you you mommy mode you wife mode it's late you just you might try to hurry the hurry it along mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that it was literally just me like playing nothing happen do what you gotta do you know I'm just I'm just like I'm still gonna I'm still gonna get my cut right if you will. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been together so long they've been together since they were like college years yeah and they have a thousand kids. So I then I feel like <laughs> you don't it's a thousand kids for me. <laughs> you trying to slide across that they got a thousand kids. Bring that shit right back. They got a lot of kids, and I, I only have one. So that's another part. Like you don't know what that may have changed True. for her unknowingly to her. Like you just don't know. So the one sis, if it's been 10 years, key, I just feel like you should have brought it up sooner. Like our communication. That's 10 so years. Yeah. And then she said on the podcast, you know, it's been like 11 years since I've like I haven't experienced that. You're still saying some big numbers. <laughs> that's like, a lot of years. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. And he actually said it hurt his feelings. I would think that it would. Yeah. One, I don't want to take it off, but I'm like, we all stop saying all these things publicly. Like I get the world mm. now wants to know all these things about you, but I also, it's just like, it's too, certain things we just don't need to know. Like, especially on that public level. Yeah. It's that in that manner. Let me say it like, you know, we're in a world where we want to be relatable. I just feel like you should, I, I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, I felt that way and I'm not going to go into the whole, I don't want to get into the debacle of what happened between them. But I feel yeah. like Jada does that a lot as far as like Will. Like just this red table talk, just more and more. She's like, Tupac was my only love and I didn't want to marry Will and I cried the whole way down. It's like, girl, like you've, it's kind of like almost emasculating. And I don't think that you mean to be, like maybe they don't mean to be. But that whole like sense of like the same way I want my husband to protect me, I want to like protect my husband. And it's not about his ego and all of that. Maybe I share that with him. Yeah. But I just think that's so that's a lot to be sharing. Just there has to be a fine line of when you're gonna stop the being vulnerable. Like yeah, public stop. Like we ain't gotta know every thing. Gosh, could you imagine, Key? Could you imagine this if you were on the other side of that? To imagine because you you make that decision. You are literally like, I'm gonna start this red table talk show and I'm gonna put my entire world out there. 
we wasn't checking for that. Nobody asked for that. If that table didn't exist, we would still be admiring you all, loving y'all because of what you And now you, you just feel like, like you created. know so much, don't you? We know too much. Too much. Like, why do I need much. to know this? And what happens? You're just spiraling. And what happens? At some point, you're going to fall. Shit is going to go chaotic. And that's exactly what happened. That shit went chaotic. We know too much of their lives. And now it's just like, I don't want to know no more. I'm good. Yeah. And that that's just, I understand it, you wanting to be relatable. And I think there's maybe even ways you can phrase that. Like, you know, maybe she could have said there wasn't, I didn't orgasm all the time it, over yeah. the last, but don't just be like, like, cause I need more context almost. It's like never, or he really was that performing that badly. Or did something change with you? Cause you never know. It could be you after having a thousand kids. <laughs> I recently watched, I feel like if you're in this like exploratory world and you want to learn more about your body, I watched the pleasure principle on Netflix, the pleasure mm -hmm. principle on Netflix. And it talks about basically women and orgasms and understanding our body. You see sex toys, what we should be calling our vagina vaginas are actually vulvas. I think it's a great show for every woman to just, listen, just watch the first episode, sis. I have to watch. It is really good because it's also educational because mm -hmm. we grew up and I know for me, like I didn't even have the sex talk with my mom. It's a lot that we don't know about ourselves. And when it comes mm -hmm. to like that orgasm, they even ask, okay, is this like explicit? In the, in the documentary, like is squirting considered an orgasm? Because mm -hmm. we learned, oh, if you saw blood, like your cherry was popped. Mm -hmm. That's not even it. That's not even you know? the case. <laughs> so it's about really understanding your body. And I think that it sucks that she didn't open her mouth at the time That's what of I'm saying. freaking decade. Sis, what were you doing? What were, were you, you like, doing? I don't know. Was you going behind? <laughs> I was going to say, were you like doing something by yourself when he was gone? Because I would feel so unfulfilled. After what? 10 years, my God. Like, that's why, that's why I said, like, when you said it, he said it hurt his feelings. Hell yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, and now he just, everybody's, girl, when they played the clip on The Breakfast Club and Charlemagne busted out laughing at him, like that's in mask, like, no. it, it's like DJ Envy, of course, was like joke, like he, he laughed, they made it a whole segment, you know how they do, but at the same time, you don't think that he kind of was like, damn, like, is it me? Is it, you know, so, don't wait 10 years, ladies. If it ain't working for you, speak up before the 10 years. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> communicate it. Communicate it, right? Talk about what's not. I mean, we could talk about everything else. Why can't we talk about what's going on in the bedroom? Like people act like it's taboo, but y'all ain't acting like it's taboo when y'all doing the do, is all I'm saying. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like when you first meet your mate, y'all start being sexual. You kind of have an understanding of their sexual level. If you feel like you can't even talk to your significant other about how you feel in the bed, that's a problem. To me, it's a it, red flag. A whole issue on like what is going on with the communication because mm -hmm. if I'm marrying you, I am 100 percent comfortable comfortable with you to be like, this is how I'm feeling. This ain't working especially before the 10 year mark. I, I'm just gonna have to let you know. And it doesn't have to be argumentative and it doesn't exactly. have to be a combative thing. And maybe it, it, it will be easier for you to, you know, talk about it with a, a sex therapist with your partner or yeah. something like that. But like, there are options to kind of get it out without spilling the tea in that manner and trying to like fix it. 
don't, I would definitely say don't wait 10 years. And not to say that, that this would definitely happen, but that's the type of stuff to me that leads to infidelity in relationships. Because mm-hmm. if you're not being fulfilled in that manner, not, and I'm definitely not saying anything about like as in Gia did this or anything. I, I'm right. not saying that at all, but I'm just saying like that to me is when people start stepping outside. It's like, that's a big, because as much as people want to downplay it, sex is important in a relationship yeah. in my, or, or if it is important to you in your relationship, right. you have to, to me, speak up about things that are not working or things you want to do different. It doesn't even have to be things that aren't working. Do you want to try new things? Do you like, do you have fantasies? Like just say it because you don't know your partner might be over there. Like I got fantasies too. Like let, let's get it popping. Why is this such a taboo? Why is it thing? so like, like, I can't. When she even said, the like, word. I saw him going to work and I just felt bad. And listen, I've been there too, sis. <laughs> I have not faked a few, but it's also, I also understood that I didn't know what I was to feel. I didn't really understand my body. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when you start being sexual, especially with younger men, like it's just pound, pound, pound. You're good. You, you get start. good and go. That's what I'm like, saying. that's it. No, that kind of be it. And, right. You know, so it's, it's so much learning. More. I need more. I, I personally. Right. It's like there's more to it. Right. But I have won an Oscar award. (laughs) (laughs) Best performance. (laughs) The best performance. Give her a hope to the stage. So I did it. I just don't understand the depth of time in a marriage that she like that you've just never brought it out and not you just didn't even say anything. Like girl. I felt like he did. 10 years hurt my feelings sis come on baby i've been out here you know, I mean, like, I got you. baby no you did not no you did not uh so shouts out to them to having some uh great pleasure in their lives now you know but yeah. um it makes me interested to read the book i'm interested yeah book. before we wrap up we want to give you a cup of inspo a cup of inspo where it's just like we're leaving you off with some great energy and inspiration to just keep you going through the remainder of the week whenever you are tapping in with us we want to send you some joy another great article i came across is from loren reidinger she's a blogger and she really wrote she wrote a really great blog on 10 reasons why not to lose hope on love and just packaging everything together with today's topic there are 10 reasons, but I want to give you one that stood out to me. And this is number five, and it reads, love isn't a contest. If you're feeling pressure to date or get married, remind yourself that it's your life. It's your own. People find love all at the right time. You may not be in it now, but it's coming. So don't lose hope. Stay in this race. And, uh, you know, don't fake orgasms out here. Don't fake orgasms. <laughs> and don't be settling, ladies. Shit. You can do yes, bad don't. by yourself. That's your final shot. Yeah. You can do bad all by yourself. I love what do we used to say? Me. If you like your coffee black, we're going to give it to you straight up. That came don't out be. real heavy. Like, I felt that. Yeah. yeah like, you, don't be. I agree with that, though. Love is not a contest. There's, there's, no, there's no right, wrong, or indifferent either. Just... You'll know. You'll know it's love when you find it. So don't don't accept anything less. I feel like it. Um, I'm devoted to, and I've told myself that I'm devoted to making myself feel good. When you're in this single period, love on yourself just as much as you would in a relationship. 
when that person comes to you, they can see how you like to be treated. So continue mm -hmm. just loving on yourself. I love that. Okay. And with that, that's a wrap. And I'll have a cup of dating. Back then, they didn't want me. I wish I could play some right now. They all on uh -uh. me. Ree, where can the people find us? You can find us on your favorite streaming platforms. We are on Anchor, Apple, and Spotify. If you have a listen to I'll Have a Cup, don't be afraid to leave us some comments, some feedback, because we love to hear it. If you have a question, feel free to email us. You can always find us on our socials at Miss Kiara C. Holt. Take the miss out. At Kiara C. Holt and at Larissa Yvonne on Instagram. Give us a follow if you haven't already because it's popping over on our IGs, you honey. You already know. We appreciate y'all so much for listening to us. Um, head on over. Come say hi and leave us a review like Reese said. And with that, we are out. Deuces. Bye-bye.